0: Welcome to the WCIA three in one pod, double overtime edition. Brett Barons and Bryce Beeman here, breaking down Illinois' ninety-one to eighty-seven two overtime win over Michigan on Thursday night in front of a sold-out State Farm Center crowd. Bryce, I was there. I will say the the second overtime, really from I would say the last two minutes on when Illinois was down seven with less than two minutes to play until the end of the game. That place was crazy. I've been in a lot of great environments there. I'm not going to say it matches the Iowa Big Ten championship atmosphere from last year when they walked off on the final day of the regular season as champs. But, man, it was a great atmosphere to send out Matthew Meyer and Terrence Shannon Jr. on Senior Day. And it it was a lot of fun. The Illini come out, and the roller coaster ride continues. They get down 12-6 early. They come back and make it a game. They should have lost the game in regulation. I mean, there were so many chances there for Michigan. Should have lost the game in overtime. They were down seven before Terrence Shannon Jr. went on a personal tear. Matthew Meyer scored seven out of the ten points in double overtime. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of running out of superlatives to talk about this team because it, it, they're they're just crazy. And even Brad said in the postgame tonight, it's, it's a crazy team to coach. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, what what do you take away from a team that wins its 20th game of the season, fourth straight year that Brad Underwood has guided his teams to at least 20 wins, which has not happened in a very long time for this program? These are all positive steps, and yet, I, I don't know. I, I, for a lot of this game tonight, thought Michigan was the better team.
1: And, you know, you mentioned crazy, but we've seen this a couple times now. Just, you know, Northwestern, they they fought back at the very end and pulled off a win. And so it's not the first time that they've done this, but um, I, I do think it shows a lot of grit that they were in it and they were able to come back and then continue fighting the whole time. And um, and I, I don't know I feel like they can just like somehow flip a switch and it's like can you guys keep that switch on the whole game? I feel like Illinois <laughs> Illinois Nation would love that, but I feel like they just like flip a switch and they're like oh hey we gotta we gotta turn it on we should we need to pick this up. And it's like, I don't know why they don't necessarily come out with that mentality. And they always have to dig themselves out of these holes. But I guess yeah. whatever works. But sometimes that doesn't work for you, um, like we've seen as well. But, yeah, it, it is crazy. You just really never know what to expect from them. Some days you'll see, you know, the end of this game like we saw. And sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, you, they'll come out sluggish. It's like, who? I, I never know what to expect from watching Illinois basketball right now.
0: And it's got to be just – mind-boggling for fans, I, I know that much, to try and follow this team and, and watch this team and, and, you know, be a fan of this team, because what what do you expect night in and night out, and yet they come out and, and pull out a win over a Michigan team that is probably not going to the NCAA tournament now, Wolverines 17 and 13, they're still 11 and 8 in the Big 10, and now what is a six-way tie for second after the night? It's just a log jam in what is the middle. And Illinois can finish anywhere, Bryce, from 2nd to ninth now in the Big Ten after tonight. Which with is so one weird. game left in the season.
1: Which is so weird. Like they everything's could, just up in the air with the Big Ten right now. They could
0: still get a double bye. You have to beat Purdue to do that. And you, Purdue's not playing great. They only won by two tonight. Losing to Indiana last Saturday on their home court. Western? They have not looked like the Purdue of earlier in the season. I'm not saying Illinois is going to win, but because Mackey's a very tough place to play, but it's, it's becoming like more of a possibility in that sense. And uh, you know, they, they got to go out and play well, but like, this just, it's just a wild, wild ride for, for what this has been. And I continue to say that Illinois is either going to lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament or probably make it to the, you know, elite eight or, or whatever that might be. I'm not sure their final four are good. The thing that stuck out to me tonight the most, Illinois got to the rim, Bryce. They pushed the ledger in the paint. They outscore Michigan 46-32 in the paint, which is pretty incredible with as big as Michigan is with Hunter Dickinson, who absolutely goes off for Michigan. 31 points, makes 14 of his 21 baskets, even threw a three in there, 16 rebounds for Dickinson. And the first time he has played in Champaign in front of fans in his career, you know, and it's hard to believe he's only been there three years. Like, he, he seems like he's made a lot bigger impact on that. Uh, but Illinois continues its winning streak against Michigan. The Illini have, have really just owned the Wolverines the last couple of years. It's, it's pretty incredible for what that is. And, uh, you know, they walk out with the big win. Matthew Meyer, 24 points. He had seven rebounds and combines with Terrence Sheaton Jr.'s 21 and seven. And all of a sudden, you've got 45 and 14 from your two best players. And there hasn't been a lot of games, Bryce, where they've played well together. It seems like there's either been a stretch where one guy or the other is is leading you in scoring and playing well. To get them both in 20-point figures, I think, is really huge for this team as we are into March now.
1: So before I even looked at the stats and I was just watching the game and I hadn't looked at, like, how many points someone had yet. And I was like, oh, but obviously you can tell who's scoring. And I was like, He's, Terrence is probably leading. Oh, Meyer's probably leading him right now. But I didn't know at the time yet. I hadn't looked. But I was, like, thinking that, actually, when they were passing around and I saw, you know, RJ, you know, make a shot. And then I saw Rodgers come out and, you know, with the rebound and the dunk, which I'll go to him in just a moment. but um, But I actually was thinking that. I was like, this feels like a very – team-based offense right now. And I was, like, thinking that. Yeah. I was, like, I'm not sure who's leading. I was, like, I was pretty sure it was Meyer and Terrence. But I was, like, you know, I, it's, I'm not really sure who's kind of leading them right now. Like, there's a lot of guys scoring right now. Which, I mean, to have also Ty Rogers at 14 and RJ Melendez at 12, that, that's pretty good as well. That's decent numbers to put up. And I thought Ty Rogers, he just hit his career college best um, tonight. I just think he's continuing to come out of his shell I was super impressed. I know we had it in the highlights of that rebound. And he came from the three-point arc, flies in and grabs a rebound and dunks it. And I was like, that's impressive. You no. can't stop that. And the Michigan guys turn and they're like, where did you even come
0: from? Exactly.
1: And I think that just kind of... He, he was in there in overtime as well, and as he should be. I thought he had a big spark uh, to this Illini offense and defense. And I, I think his rebounding, he continues to have good rebounding stats as well. Uh, seven rebounds. But... I, I, I think it's cool that he's kind of coming along and really getting comfortable. And, you know, he was in the he was in the game when they needed their best players in the game.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. And for the wild week it's been uh, for this team, after losing at Ohio State shooting 29 threes, they only made six there. They only take 18 tonight. And the crazy thing about that, six of those threes, Bryce, were in overtime, the first overtime alone. They shot 12 threes in regulation. Like, just a stark difference for me for what that is. And how better the offense looks when you get pieces like Ty Rogers. When you get pieces like R.J. Melendez, who plays 32 and a half minutes tonight and makes three shots. And all five of his free throws, which were huge in there. Uh, like Terrence shooting 16 free throws. Terrence drew 12 fouls tonight. Like, that is a ginormous number and just shows his aggressiveness to get to the hoop. Did not make a three zero for five, and certainly that's concerning. But if he can get you know thirteen of his twenty one points at the line, this team is just so much better. And I've been saying it all year long, even out in Vegas when they were you know when Terrence made eight threes in that game, uh, it was eight I believe against UCLA. You know, like I just feel I feel like this team is so much better when it's aggressive, and the, some of the pieces fit better together with a tie, with an RJ, because those those spaces get open on the floor, and and guys are able to just I feel fit better in an offense, and uh, even in this game, Bryce, like there's moments where I was like, what the heck is this offense doing? Like there was moments late in the first half where you're going like, or even second half, like what 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 are they doing? Like yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's unfair because yeah. it's just like leaving your head scratching of like what the offense is. But when they get back to the paint and continue to drive to the basket, like this team is, I think really capable of, of making a run here in March. My
1: biggest oof was, which I know Brad he's mentioned before. He doesn't love to call timeouts sometimes with things and late he's kind of game. Yeah. And, yeah. but you know, Illinois, that last run where Terrence to, uh, I think that would have been to win the game. Mm-hmm. um when he drove and then missed it oh we tried to dish it to rj and rj missed it that's what i'm yeah. talking about and i was like oh call timeout, out set up something and because it looked like they didn't have anything planned like right Shannon was like uh, i guess i'll try to drive i
0: oh you know, i guess I'll, I'll be the guy i guess which... i'll
1: do it i don't know and then saw rj pop up or whatever and he's like oh well i'm getting swamped here yeah but you know they're gonna swarm him so i was like could we not have I know he doesn't like it, but I was like, "Can we not think of? I'll play. Call a timeout. You have, you still have them left." And
0: the thing and, there, I would have uh, like, if if the play breaks down and it's it's true. not what you want, then call timeout. I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it ended up working out, but yeah. like we had mentioned, the Illini were down. Uh, I'm sorry, they were up 70-63 with. left. You could even mark it 2.07 left in the game. And they don't score again in regulation. Jet Howard, man, I I was super impressed with that kid. Coming into the game, uh, he's been out with an ankle injury, comes back, plays for the first time in in several outings, and he puts up 15 points, makes three of his eight threes. He made some crucial threes late, though. I thought Kobe Bufkin was another player, where you look at Michigan and you go like, "How is this team not going to make the NCAA tournament? They're so talented for what they have." Doug McDaniel, all about five foot eight of them. He's not very big, um, you know. I, I thought he contributed as well, uh, positively in there with four assists. And and Hunter was Hunter. I mean, like, dude, seven one, seven two. I I'm a big fan of his game. Like, I think he just continues to pressure you. He's so crafty around the rim, just like Kofi was with with what he does. And I'll, I will give Coleman credit though. And, and Brad said afterwards in his post game press conference, like he thought Coleman was the player of the game plays 48 minutes. I mean that's crazy. Game high 48 minutes for Coleman. And most of that was battling down low on Hunter. And, and like they continued I, I thought Michigan's game plan was great. They continued to give it to Hunter 21 shots, you know, almost all those in the paint, maybe the minus that one three he had in the first half but I, I love that approach from Michigan. And Juwan Howard said it afterwards, too. Like, hey, you got to feed the big man. They didn't get away from it. They still shot some threes. They, they took 21 of them and made eight. But, like, you could tell, especially late in games, like, it was going to Hunter. What? And Coleman battled him, I thought, very well, all things considered.
1: I, I think he really, Hunter, even stepped it up more, obviously, as the game went on. Because, you know, early on, I was I actually looked at, I think he only had, I say only had, but he had 19 points or something. And I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of late in the game right now. And they're kind of holding him right now. I was like, that's not too yeah. bad. And obviously, I thought Kobe Buffkin kind of stepped up. He had other guys from Michigan obviously step up into that. You know, they'd be able to dish it out to them. But um, obviously, I think Dickinson picked it up even more in overtime and everything like that because you're going to want to win. So you keep feeding it to your big guy. And I mean, Absolutely. whatever. I mean, you should feed it to him. He's over seven foot tall. And he got you 31 points still, so like, you should continue to feed it to him. But I, I do agree with what Brad said. I thought Coleman did a great job on him. He's he's a tough guy to go against. He's yeah. strong. He's huge. Like, um, but I do think like I remember thinking that in my head. I was like, oh, like they've kind of held him a little bit here. That's not too bad. They should be. I mean, for a guy that was an All American, correct? And I, oh, I was absolutely. like, you should definitely you catch yourself on the back for kind of hanging with them for a little yeah, bit. Yes. So we
0: had 12 in the two overtimes. You're right. 19, uh, in regulation. And I, heck, I, I think they probably felt like you said, yeah, pretty good pretty about good. that. You only got one more rebound in overtime. So, yeah. so he's going to clean up on the glass. I don't think you're going to really argue with that because, yeah. you know, it's just the mismatch of what it is, but you know, for him to have 19 and 15 in regulation and, and he's the reason they, they turned it on, I mean, in, in overtime there and took a seven point lead with less than two minutes to go in that first overtime before Terrence really turned it on there and, and scored five straight for the Alana. Got that and one got them closer there, made another bucket coming down and, and was aggressive once again to the hoop. And uh, and then they're able to get a surge from Matthew Meyer in that second overtime, and you know, the highly caffeinated mulleted man comes up big for them late in that second OT. Uh, I love Matthew Meyer showing up in the postgame press conference with two monsters completely owned this caffeine poisoning that he claims that he had. Uh, and I'm not doubting him. Like I'm sure it was terrible. Said he woke up, felt like he was hung over and yeah. just caffeine buzz. Maybe don't drink six monsters in one day. Um, trying to get that euphoria for playing video games, but says he's working on an NIL deal now with monster and shows up today, owns it, cracks the can in the post-game. Like, you know, just one of those things where you're just like, oh my gosh. And I is-
1: mean, honestly, like, Brad can't even be like mad. I mean, I guess that he missed a practice, but like, sure. but then he goes and balls out the next game. So it's like, do what you want. I don't know. Like, and he's also 20 something years old. He's not a sure. baby. Brad's probably but- like, I don't know. I thought his soundbite was hilarious. Yeah. What Brad was saying in post game, just kind of like, I, you know, it's just he is who he is. <laughs> if it happens
0: with a freshman, it's way different. Yeah, that's how oh, I feel. For sure. But you know, what are you supposed to tell Matt Meyer? He's Twenty three, yeah. probably 22, 23. Like, He doesn't. He's yeah. a grown man. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> like so funny that he had. And, he
1: had it on both sides too. Yeah, post game.
0: And Meyer is just a character. He oh. he's he so is. He knows he's gonna chuck threes. Takes eleven tonight, makes four, and yeah, like, it just—I don't know—he's—he's he's one of a kind. I don't know if I've ever covered somebody quite like Matthew Meyer.
1: You truly and, never know uh, what's gonna be said.
0: Yeah, but that's part of the intrigue, which is fun. Yeah, like it makes him the character that he is, and the laid-back personality. And it—it it was it's funny. I think it was after the Indiana game. I mentioned it on the pod then, but uh, Meyer had said something like, "You know, they were—we were running action to me late." And even when we weren't running action to me, I was still taking the shots. You know what I mean? He's just like confident. Whatever. I don't know, he's he's That's a something fifth year else. Fifth-year
1: mind, like a grad student yeah, mindset, right? For sure. Well,
0: he knows what his role is, and yeah. like I think it's awesome because he's confident and comfortable with who he is. Yeah. He knows his story. He knows his role. He knows what he's there to do. You know, he's leading the team in three-point percentage. It's not like he's shooting a low percentage, yes. and he he goes out there and does it. And. You know, it's, uh, it's, it certainly makes for an interesting story of, of Matthew Meyer. Quick update on Jaden Epps. Uh, Brad Underwood said that he was almost relieved that it was only a concussion, which leads us to believe that it's something more. Uh, we followed up and asked another question on that. And Brad just said there, there's no more updates. It is what it is. Would not expect him to play anytime soon, certainly not Sunday Maybe you get him back for the big t- or the NCAA tournament. I-, I don't know. It would not surprise me though. It sounds very serious uh, if if he didn't play again this season. But the Illini did get some guys step up. You know we saw Ty Rogers come off the bench. He played some point guard. Uh, we saw sincere out there. Uh, the main person we saw handing the ball though was Terrence, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. You know he's more than capable of that and just initiating offense. And when you're getting downhill as much as they did. It's not like you're running as many, like, quote-unquote, set plays of offense yeah. where you're trying to get something deep in a shot clock and whatever exactly. else. Like, yeah. just get to the basket, you know? Get, get They said here. early
1: on anyone can take the ball off the court. I remember yeah. even in preseason they're like, yeah, anyone can. So sure. I don't think it's – too big, they're, too important to them. They're not uh, running a who can dribble the ball the traditional
0: point. offense yeah. that's going to need a point guard to initiate something. Yeah. Even like last year where they struggled sometimes to get the ball to Kofi. Like you don't have a point guard in the system that is trying to make an entry pass to yeah. somebody down low most of the time, other than Dane, um, which, you know, Dane made four of his seven shots tonight, only played 17 minutes, still continues to struggle with inconsistency of, of staying on the court. And he's not going to get any easier when he sees Zach Eady on Sunday against Purdue. All right, Illinois 20 and 10 now, 11 and 8. Six-way tie for second in the Big 10, heading into the final game of the regular season Sunday 11:30 a.m. Central Time at Mackey. Of course, we'll be there. We'll have more from that game coming up. For more for this game, head to our website wci.com/sports. Watch our highlights, post-game report from me at State Farm Center. Plenty of Twitter videos out there as well. A whole bunch of stuff to recap Illinois' 91-87 win. For Bryce, I'm Brad. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-1 pod.